0: Second and victory.
1: What a wild week it has been to be a fan of the Tennessee Titans. They go from getting dominated on the road by the Philadelphia Eagles and the former, you know, quote-unquote, face of the franchise to an absolute bombshell being dropped on Tuesday. We're here to talk about it all and break it all down. My name is Austin Nelson. Welcome back into the Second Victory Podcast. We are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. As always, before we get into it, stop the podcast. Go hit subscribe and make sure you are downloading all these podcasts to your phone. You can get us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Get us on Twitter as well at Second and Victory. And make sure to go visit our merch store as well, second Of course, I'm always joined joined by my two co-hosts, Brett Batchelor and Chris Carter. What's up, boys?
0: How's it going? going on? On?
1: Not the podcast that we thought we'd be having tonight. Not, <laughs> not even just close. a
0: state of perpetual sadness. Just right so
1: much to to dive <laughs> into and talk about. Um I kinda I mean, I'm kinda we didn't do last week. we were all busy, pretty busy last week, and I'm I'm kinda glad, but kind of not glad because we would have came into last week thinking, oh, they're gonna shut down AJ Brown, they're gonna play well, they're gonna they're gonna back against the wall. No, 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 no. I think I think Sunday needed to happen for a couple of different reasons. And one of them uh, ended up happening Tuesday, uh, with John Robinson getting fired. Wow! It's the wow. Biggest normal Tuesday. I was in yeah. a I was in a meeting. I remember you guys were texting me. I was in a meeting, and, I, and these meetings I lead, you know, I'm, I'm talking in front of like 65 sales reps, right? So I don't have time to check my phone during these things. Like I'm having to talk to them and and train and like all that kind of stuff. So at a certain point, we're listening to a call on a big TV in front of our, you know, our main couches out there. And I'm just kind of checking my phone down here. And I see, <laughs> wow, J-Rob. J-Rob gone. I'm like, J-Rob? Did like, he, he die? What happened? So, like, I see Chris. like I'm sure Austin's in a meeting right now. Uh, he can't check this. He's going to be stunned when he gets out. Dude, I sat. my My whole fucking mood changed, boys. I was literally like, wow. I don't even want to continue this. I'm, I'm I'm done for the day. I'm gonna take PTO. I'm off for the rest of the day. You remember that uh, Alonzo morning meme where he's on, on the yeah, bench on the bench, he's kind of like looking off in the distance. Yeah, he's looking off in the distance, and he's like, "Well, damn, all right." That's exactly <laughs> what like I, I looked like at that point. Uh, I uh,
0: I have a I have a big monitor. My I was on my work laptop uh, connected to a monitor, and I keep my text message window pulled up. And I was in a one on one, and I get the text from Brett telling us initially. And I was like, "Hold on, I've got to pause for a minute." I turned my I turned my camera off, turned my mic off, and just started went to Twitter and started reading. I was like, "Holy cow, what just happened?" It's gonna be one of those moments where, <clears throat>
2: excuse me, as a Titans fan, you're, you're not gonna forget what you were doing, where you're at. <clears throat> and I was producing uh, the show for Buck and Lucas, who ironically were at Nissan Stadium when it happened. Uh, and it was just kind of like I saw it come on Twitter. Like 20 seconds after it dropped, happened to be right place, right time. And I was like, there's, there's no way. And then I clicked verified account. There it was. Texted you immediately. Hit the breaking news sounder for the radio station. And then, uh, yeah, it was wild. It was, we dropped everything else for the rest of the show. and Then had a people run into the station saying things, stuff like that. It was absolutely crazy.
1: I think it was more just the timing of it, I think, is what, what freaked us all out. I think there's been rumors about it. People were pissed off, especially Sunday. Uh, there's a few – I'm not going to give them the time of day to say their names on this podcast, but a few idiots that were in our DMs, our mentions on, on a Sunday, uh, talking to us about John Robinson. He's a bottom five, bottom 10 GM. I still don't think that's the case. I, I, I don't believe it at
0: all. Um, I mean, I, I I'm going to be – I fully believe that if COVID never happened, he would still be here and probably would still be here for the next five to 10 years.
2: It was an accumulation. COVID thing the as someone week.
0: who is, That's uh, a I, tr- I truly believe as someone who is very hands-on throughout the draft process, the co- the two COVID drafts screwed him over big time. He couldn't be hands-on. He couldn't get to know the guys personally. Everything was through zoom. It was just difficult. I I truly believe it. Those two, I mean, look. I th- I think the picture of that is the 2019 draft and the 22 draft. Like we got some studs in this current draft, right? Like this, our rookie class is. It looks like it could be pretty good. Yeah, we know what that 2019 class. Those are the ones that sandwiched those two COVID years.
1: I don't disagree. Um, I sort. I don't know if I, I don't know if you for the next five to ten years. Um, that's a take for sure. But I can I can see why you're saying that. Um. Here. I but think, hey. the t- like I said, the timing of it was the most shocking thing because there's rumors about it, and that's what I was getting at. Um, I don't think he's the bottom five, GM bottom ten. I don't think you can name me 22 better GMs than than, than John Robinson. I don't um, think so either. He's that's in the top – I think he's in the top 15-ish um, of that. and it, it, It's all opinion-based at that point mm-hmm. of, of who you think is better than John Robinson. I think you're only saying that because you're a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. And outside looking in, I bet people think, oh, my God, six straight winning seasons. I want that guy, and I'm sure he might be a hot commodity. I'm, I'm interested to see what be. happens with John Robinson next. Yeah. To say the truth, uh, if he's going to sit and wait
0: and find another job, or you know, who knows? But I won't be shocked if he gets a, a GM job just because of his winning record.
2: For 100, he's 59 and 38 in six seasons, and that's yeah, not that's pretty damn good. And but like kind of like what Chris was saying.
0: Go ahead. I was just going to say I can't believe that. Uh, Chris Ballard outlasted John John yeah, Robinson as GM, and
2: Trent but, dude, Trent as well.
0: It's wild.
2: But like, if you go back and you look uh, at the, if you go back and look at the 2020 draft, like Chris was talking about, you had one, two, three, four, five, six picks in that draft. Isaiah Wilson, first round. Christian Fulton, second round. Darrington Evans, third round. Laurel Murchison, fifth round, and your seventh round picks were Cole McDonald and Chris Jackson.
0: Obviously Christian Fulton uh is who you thought he was uh from that draft, I would say. Chris Jackson's been a nice piece. Uh merch has kind of been up and down, like but a contributor, the same, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean that that panda pick, uh, that's the one that, that's the one that kind of uh started the whole descent. Of of trying to find somebody on that offensive line that yep. when you well, miss on one when you miss on a on a high value draft pit like that that badly it hurts everything.
2: But then you look at I saw a tweet. At, if you look at twenty twenty one as well, it's Caleb Farley, Dylan Radins, Monty Rice, Elijah Moulton, Des Fitzpatrick, Rashad Weaver, Acesmith, Math Brady, Breeze. That's a mix of hit and misses, and Brady
0: Breeze isn't even here anymore. No, yeah. And I, I don't think the book's written on Dylan Radins. I just don't.
1: I, I don't either. Um, I I think what's going to be interesting, guys, this offseason of there's, – there's so much to dive into here. Who's the next GM? Um, What's that look like? But a lot of the guys on the current roster, who's here next year? Because obviously this is all J-Rob, right? Like – who does the next GMC – these, these guys should have never been on the roster in the first place. Like, I already know two of them. The Cody Hollisters. Yeah, right. The Cody Hollisters, the Mason Kenzies, And the guys that all, obviously like always get elevated and cut, elevated and cut, like the guys with like the White Rays, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those guys always come back. Like should they ever been here in the first place? Like we got to know those guys because of John Robinson liked them that much. Should they have ever been on this roster in the first place? Probably not. Probably, probably not. <clears throat> probably not. John had a had a thing. He had a niche for a certain player. We all got used to that niche, and it is what it was. it was what it was. was, what it was right. There's a certain type of player he'd like to get. I'm interested to see if that matches with what Vrabel wants now. Because I don't know how much say he's going to have, but I think he's going to have a lot more say now than he did with John. Because I think that is one of the bigger reasons why this happened. I think there was two alphas in the room, and Amy made a decision. And based off some things that that have came out in the last 24 hours, uh, rumor was that she was left out of the AJ discussion. Um, but she was also in the room on draft night uh, when that happened. So, so I don't yeah. know How much was she, you know, really? I, add-
0: I, I kind of feel like with that, Adam Schefter, I think, is kind of where the – uh, the sources on on that. And I, I think his words are kind of being misconstrued with that a little bit because I think he has two thoughts. When I mean, you really listen to what he's saying, he's talking about the AJ thing, but then he's also talking about, I think I think he's trying to divide and conquer a bunch of things in the short window of, of, of screen time. Um, I think that was just kind of misconstrued there. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, she was in the draft draft room that whole night. There's no way she didn't know what was happening. Or did she? Like I, as I'm saying, like I don't want to sit here and
1: say she didn't, but like when it happened, was she just like <gasps> what? You know, just yeah. blown away or is there some just some, some rumble rumblings about it? Yeah, you know you know some things,
2: but you don't know everything.
1: Sure, right. I don't know, man. I, I think back of if go back to the AJ situation, like now, do you look at it any different? I don't want to get on the AJ tangent here, but do you look at it like was John the reason why? Yes, like he's like not here I'm now. Being,
2: if I'm being honest, like <clears throat> AJ's not that trade is not the sole reason of why John has been fired because I think we need to make sure that that one move wasn't the whole reason. It was probably the tipping point of why he was fired because this isn't uh, somebody that's been winning for that long. You're not just gonna think of off the whim like, hey, okay, I'm just gonna fire this dude. And and Amy's never worked like that either. She always thinks things through before she really wants to do it, but I think that was probably the tipping point. But honestly, it, I could see this making more Titans fans – now, you're going to have the haters, obviously, but it's going to make more fans be more, I guess, self-hearted or, like, I guess, self soft-spoken towards AJ. Like, they're not going to feel as bad now when they know that the guy that traded him is out and he maybe played a bigger role in AJ not being here than we originally thought.
1: yeah 100%. Uh, and I think, too, it was telling Sunday, if you guys saw the videos, uh, before the game, everybody on the field hugging A.J., dapping up with him. It was, well, it was you good to see to A.J., right? You know, A.J. was a guy in the locker room that everybody enjoyed being around, big personality, um, one of the leaders in there. The interaction with John and A.J. was very short, very brief. A hug, well, be, good can, to see you. And he can be himself in Philadelphia, too, 100%. Yeah, a hug, good to see you. Have a good game. Well, the interaction with Mike Vrabel at midfield before the game was a lot longer. You could tell they're having a deep conversation. It's probably, I missed the fuck out of you. You know, that was probably that kind of thing. It was just two different kind of things. And it's because, I mean, looking back now that uh, Mike did not want AJ to leave. And you could tell from the he night did. of draft night when this, saw the is uh, room reaction of it. I do – I mean, that, that, that had to have been the beginning of the end for John. Think, and when A.J. goes out and does what he does on Sunday, that was yeah. the last blow, the final straw. Because, I mean, I think you look at – you look at – it probably
2: started – like, obviously, obviously, when you draft Isaiah Wilson, you don't, like, think, okay, hey, I might need to fire my GM. But it's the – that's like – when you go, like – when you're, like, a year into it, you're like, okay, when Amy sits back, she's like, okay, we drafted Isaiah, we saw how that happened. We drafted Farley, we saw how that happened. We traded AJ. So it's probably one of those things where like you go about like eight months and then it hits you. You're kind of like, hey, things haven't been that great here lately. And that's when the, the, the tires and the wheels start turning in your head is when you notice things over time. And then as you give it a couple months thinking, OK, maybe I'm overthinking, maybe I'm not. And you notice those things keep happening and they keep happening and it's still doing it, it's still doing it. You don't trust Dylan Radins out on the field. Caleb Farley can't stay on the field. And when he is on the field, he can't play in general. You don't you had to cut Isaiah Wilson. Clowney was a bust. Uh, Kevin Dodd was a bust. And now I know Dodd's a long time ago, but like over time, the hits have been hits big time. But the misses, there have been some really big misses as well.
1: You took the words out of my mouth. Like in all, this probably needed to happen as as much as it hurts because we all like J Rob, and J Rob we we trust. I mean J Rob did so many good things here. But I think this needed to happen. Uh, it was time to start looking at the uh, personnel, I think, rather than the play calling. Uh, it was time to start looking at the past decisions he made that put them in the hole they're in now. Like the roster he has now, in constructive the last few seasons, uh, it's been questionable, and it's not on par with the AFC's elite. We can agree with that. Uh, yeah. They're not able to beat the Bills or the Chiefs right now. Um or the Bengals. Or the Bengals. I mean, it's three straight losses man, to, the, to the Bengals. Uh, good coaching can only get you so far, and Vrabel's been doing that. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill saved his job for two seasons. I think, Chris, you brought that up. Um, I think. I've talked to so many people about it now. I'm sorry if, I, if, if it wasn't you. But I think that trade helped him in the way that that, that uh, Ryan's played and the offense they had in 2019 and 2020 has, has saved his job. Uh, but I think based on like everything, like I said, in the last twenty-four hours, Amy wasn't happy with decisions. I think being left out of some things. And like you said, Brett, every GM has hits and misses. John's misses have shined brighter than his hits as, of, as of late. It's, it's, it's a as a late. It's, a, it's you, a massive
2: if you look at his hits, man, yeah. like you 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 mentioned that you mentioned the AJ or so not the AJ, the, the Ryan Tannehill trade for one of his hits. Derrick Henry, obviously a hit. Jeffrey Simmons, a hit. Uh, Aj was a hit, and so was Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker as well. But you look at the other misses. I would argue
0: Kevin. I would argue Kevin Byard's his biggest hit.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally. And you look at. I think finding a a small school
0: guy not invited to the combine in the third round who has become an elite level all pro player—that's a huge hit. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, on top of that,
1: he didn't draft well in the early rounds. We know that, but his strength was able to find the deep round players some really good undrafted free agents as well who would come off the street and produce really good undrafted free agents oh so that like that's it, people want to look at the first round picks but look at like the Josh Kalu's and like the Dylan Coles and I'm I mean Mario like I could go on tier tart like those tart, guys, Ryan Stonehouse big parts of this team and I'm just saying this year like those on the top of my head Let's go back to 2019, 2018, like those teams. We went back to that roster. those guys like, oh my god, he did produce, or oh, he was it. He was a big part of that team. He has found so many of those guys throughout his tenure as the Titans GM. Which so that makes me
0: nervous for the next guy that comes in. Who's going to be? Um, I think I, I'm going to be interested to see. I'm going to be interested to see what the whole front office looks like. Yeah. I mean, is Vin Marino still here? Is he, is, does Amy look at the salary cap situation and, and say, okay, Vin, you're part of the problem? I would say it's hard to argue that he's not looking at the salary cap because he is the salary cap guru for all intents and purposes. I, I don't know how much, like,
1: I, I don't know that much about that, you know, those conversations, kind of what the role is. Does, does Vin report to John? Is it a, Hand in hand communication, like a working relationship. Because if John says, "Hey, do we have the money for this?" and yes, John, you can do it. Does John just go do it? Like, is it? You know, you know
0: what I'm I, saying. I would, I would say he reported to John because John was executive vice president. I would, I would think so too. And he was, and he's vice president of football admin. But yeah, I mean, I, I would think it seems like you know guys like Vin Marino. There, he's he's responsible to. To negotiate all the contracts, make the money right. The thing I don't understand is, is the the hole that we're in going into next season with the salary cap of like, how do other teams do this? How do the Chiefs manage the salary cap in a way? It's the whole sign.
1: Um, honest thing they get to pull off. Yeah, because I, I Travis Kelsey just, uh, just did it here recently. I saw on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Him and his brother do that podcast. So I think they they yeah. have some very 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 funny. He's like,
0: I get more money. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how they get to
1: do it. I don't know why more teams don't do it. Right.
0: Yeah. But do you know? Just going back, obviously, if Ryan Calden's not the guy, then he's probably gone, right? Because he's not going to go. He's not going to serve as the interim for the rest you of the season so. and then go back to report to somebody. Especially if it's a guy that's under him, like Monty Austin Ford or somebody like that. But it's it's going to be an interesting situation to see what the front office looks like, how many of the scouts are replaced after the draft, um, and that sort of thing, or even before the draft, because they still, I mean, if they move quick, they've still got a whole lot of time before the senior senior uh, bowl and all of that. Well, and that makes me wonder
2: too, like if you're going to change the GM, and I think it might have been you, Chris. Maybe you also mentioned it the other day, but like. If you're going to change the GM, people talk about the timing of it and and it's weird. But do you do it now so your new guy can go to the senior bowl, so your new guy can watch the bowl games and scout in the offseason in March when you can start talking to players and stuff? Is that the reason why you fire J-Rob now so the new guy has better times to scout to get ready for next year?
0: Yeah. And you would you would kind of think that – with them doing it now, if that is their mindset, then it may be an external search. Amy may be, may be willing to go outside of, of the current current regime to find somebody. Um, well, and too, but like as we've talked about, there, work, there are some quality, quality in-house candidates that it could be. If too. those guys so,
2: work for J-Rob, though, too, if Amy's wanting a, a little bit of a culture change, if those are J-Rob-type guys, and like you said, Chris, maybe she does go out. Because if you hire one of those guys, it could be a similar similar draft style, similar free agent style. And I talked to somebody the other day. Yeah, because – Because I was talking about Ryan Cowden possibly getting the job, and they said, well, if you think about it, he's interviewed for three or four other GM jobs, hasn't gotten it. So maybe he doesn't interview well, or maybe he's not ready for it, and that's and maybe he
0: won't get the Titans." Yeah. Monty Austin's – Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cowden's Cal, been J-Rob's right-hand man for seven years. So yeah. This is the seventh year, I think. So it's a situation where how ingrained in J-Rob's mindset is he? Right. They may be practically the same guy from a mindset standpoint at this point. What you
1: know? I'm interested in now, guys, is the philosophy. That's what I was um, going to say next. Of the, yeah. of, of the Titans. Like, we've been so used to the John Robinson philosophy tough, gritty, team first players. I think that's going to stay. But is everybody sold on run the damn ball? Like is that what they want the Tennessee Titans to be moving forward? Not anymore. Right? Because we're we're at the we're at the tail end of a of a Derrick Henry prime, right? He turns twenty nine. I think two side note. I think that may be another reason of why John's gone, because you're gonna ruin this guy's prime and you gave him that offensive line. That's a different topic. That's just another point that I, I I thought about. But as I was talking about the AFC's elite, all three of those teams I mentioned Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, have what in common? Great passing games, franchise game. quarterbacks. Yep. Great passing games, franchise quarterbacks. That's what the Titans don't have. They have had a two thousand yard runner, and that's you know one one in a million that that teams get that lucky with. But you cannot, you cannot tell me the last team that was truly run the damn ball that won a Super Bowl. They all have some sort of stud prime receivers, and the Titans don't have that now because they traded it away. And you're so talking I'll about. What conversations, sorry, Brett, what conversations they're having now of what do we want the t- Tennessee Titans to look like moving forward? Who do they get at quarterback? Is this a situation where they pull a Kansas City Chiefs and move up for Mahomes? Do, do they go get a Bryce Young? Like, are they comfortable with developing Malik Willis? I'm so intrigued. It's an exciting time to tell you the truth of, of what the tit- Titans could be. I think this is the cool part about things like this, of this is not a total, complete, in shambles rebuild. They just got to start f- putting some pieces back in the puzzle of, all right, we're not that far away. Let's get back to what we were doing. Because they got away from it for a little bit. It could, awesome.
0: it could be a big rebuild, though. It
1: could be. I think it's like, going to be a massive offensive rebuild next year.
0: Has to Yeah. Be. I mean, uh, so I broke down the, <laughs> the cap here just to see. If, if next year, just this is theoretical, if you were to cut Ryan Tannehill, because we know they can get out of his contract, with some some pretty solid dead dead or pretty minimal dead cap, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Bud Dupree, Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham, Jeff Swain, Randy Bullock, you're going from negative 14 million plus in the cap to s- almost 60 million positive in the cap. You can sign some. That's a, good a lot can. of cap space. You add in Derek Henry to that. That's an extra six million. I don't think Derek's going anywhere. I don't think so, but. Uh, at least next year. Um, but, I mean, what are you really losing with that list that I just read? Not much. Like, Bud, who can't stay healthy. LaJuan, can't stay healthy. Robert Woods, completely unproductive. Zach Cunningham, unproductive and can't stay healthy. Jeff Swain. Um, <laughs> that one's... He's uh, to say anything else for Jeff and, Swain. And Randy Bullock, who... You should be hoping to get better than Randy Bullock.
2: He's not bad, but yeah, he's not great. So
0: really, you're losing. You're really you're losing Ryan Tannehill. Who, if you're at the point where you're ready to to go get your first round stud, it's time to move on from Tannehill anyway.
2: And I think too, Austin, you talked about philosophy, and Chris, you talked about changing the salary cap and, and changing the front office. In that point, I think some of it goes to if they. Now, like we said, Cowden could be the same thing. Austin Ford could be the same thing. But if you guys remember, because I know we talk about it all the time, the Titans were so anti-analytic and numbers. They were pure, hey, we're going to go watch the body of play, and that's our guy because he's hard-nosed. But in this day and age, analytics go so far, and I think that plays a role into, okay, can this receiver do this type of thing? Can can we sign this guy for this number? Because the Titans have – unless they've changed the reason they have one analytics guy in their department and it took them. I mean, it was four and a half years into J Rob's tenure before they even hired an analytics guy. So if you get that far into it now, then it could totally change.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I would love to see an analytics department with this team just to, just to at least show that they're, you know, they're looking at that kind of data. Um, I think you should always be open to data from any source and every source that could impact what you're doing in your day-to-day job. Um, and I, I agree. I think that's that's not something that he, uh, he being John Robinson, has implemented uh, in his time here. Um, I, I Just thinking back on some of the stuff that Vrabel has said, I don't know if Vrabel really cares that much about analytics, but at the same time, I feel like Stretch is probably an analytics guy. Just knowing 100%. like the type of person that that is in Vrabels ear. I feel like that that has to kind of play in some of that stuff. So uh yeah, that that's a really good point, Brett. It'll be really interesting to see what like what that kind of uh, data team looks like moving forward.
1: Uh I want to let's talk about uh stretch for a minute. It's, it's John Stryker, that's uh Vrabels right-hand man. Um and a guy he he has a lot of faith and trust in. Um you know, is that somebody that's kind of like the dark horse outside looking in guy that could, that Plus, could be promoted? I, I mentioned that to y'all the um, other
2: day, too, that I think he could be an outside candidate because of, he, because of how much Vrabel trusts him.
0: I, I mean, based on some of the stuff I've read about what people have said about him, I'd be for it. Uh, I think it's a risk. Yep. But yes. I also think if he's the guy, then that shows that Vrabel's in control. I agree. Uh,
2: and if, you're, if y'all remember, too, during, I think it was the 2021 season. Preseason, Vrabel got COVID. It might have been 2020. I don't remember. But it wasn't Todd Downing. It wasn't Shane Bowen. It wasn't Jim Schwartz. It wasn't Arthur Smith. It was during 2020 to put on the headset. It was Stretch that came down to be the head coach for the game. Nobody else. It was Stretch. Yeah. Now, we lost the preseason game. He did a good job. So, I mean.
1: And I think think anything we say is irrelevant to the fact of this is that John Robinson is gone because – They trust and value Mike Vrabel more than they did John Robinson. They care about his opinion, and they know that in the long run, Mike is going to win them games, not John Robinson. And it's because he has. That's what's been happening. Buck
2: Rising said it yesterday. He said, you're going the anti-malarkey route, where last time you chose GM over head coach, this time you're choosing head coach over the GM.
1: And it's because they know that he has so much knowledge and knows that this is the guy that can win a Super Bowl. And you got to respect Amy Adam Strong for that. Somebody we've left out to this, uh, that she is willing to take that risk and take this chance midseason in the middle of a quote unquote playoff run, because that's essentially what this still is. And not out of it yet. Seven straight winning season. 100%. Um, to make this move, and I think there's so many narratives out there. I talked about that the other day. A finger point of whose fault is it? I think it was this was just a a difference in philosophy, uh, and that's what it finally came down to. Of Mike sees it this way, John sees it this way, but Mike's going to be here longer than you, and he does more for this franchise than you. Obviously, you got to go with what Mike says. So I that's think t- personnel wise, GM wise, you're right, Chris, about that. He's going to have saying it. Uh, no, I, I think. Mike's going to have ultimate say in rosters, not ultimate say, but a, a massive part of roster, roster decisions moving forward.
0: Yeah. We're one one thing on Amy, uh, one thing about Amy, you know, I think we've heard a lot. I think all three of us have heard a lot about how people think like this ownership has dry pockets and there's not a lot of cash flow. Uh, it's there. Homegirl's paying out John Robinson the next four years. Yeah. So she ain't afraid to do that. Nope. Uh, you know what she uh, what else she just did? She bought three hundred and thirty three acres in Williamson County. That shit ain't cheap. No. Uh Home girl's got some home girl's got some cash flow. Let's just get that straight right now. It must have been a good year at the oil company, that's what I'll say. Facts.
2: <laughs> look, I like I look, I I I love John Robinson, but I love the fact that Amy had the guts. To pull this off, I think I think she gained a lot of respect from Titans fans and probably from like Mickey Ryan said yesterday. Mickey Ryan said, "Hey, you're going on your seventh straight winning season. You get fired." Mickey said, "If you're the weed eater at St. Thomas Sports Park, then you better do the best weeding you've ever done over the next six months <laughs> because that means everybody will be on thin ice." But I, I love the fact that that she had the guts to do it. The only thing that I I think needs to happen, and it probably won't happen, but just for the sake of maybe smooth everything over, it's just get on camera. You don't even have to go in front of the media if you don't want to. Get on camera and give it to, give it to our guy Nate Bain and let him tweet it out. Like a two-minute video of like, hey, guys, Amy Adams drunk here. I love John. Like she put out the statement, but I think people probably want to see her. Now, if you want to get out in the media and talk to him, by all means, I'd have even more respect for her after that because of what all has gone on. But we talked about it today too, texting back and forth. It was so tough for Vrabel to, to go out there and, and answer the questions that he doesn't necessarily have answers to. But that also probably goes to the fact of how much respect and confidence Amy has in Vrabel to go out there and answer that. But like, and maybe she will speak, but I think either get, if she gets in front of the media or just gets on a video, social media for two minutes, I think that helps smooth things over so much more.
0: Yeah. And I saw an, another really good point on t- on Twitter today. Shout out Chris Davis at News Channel 5, uh, old college buddy. Um he uh he pointed out that she hasn't even gotten in front of the media to talk about the stadium. No. Like, there's a good point. There's this whole conversation and and huge movement around this this new stadium and we haven't heard from her once about it. It's kind of odd.
2: You know you know who who we have heard from is, is Burke Nighthill and uh Adam Noose. Who which are her like yeah. number 2 and 3 guys. So maybe they'll be the ones to speak, I don't know, but
0: yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room about very real quick, though. Do we think that these Ohio State rumors have played into this at all? No.
2: That's a good question.
1: No, because I, I think it. I think it's just it's fan speak. I think it's just. I think it's silly. I think it's just. Who, who even brought it up? Like, where did he? Where did it even come from? State, a lot of, a lot Ohio of
0: Ohio State writers. Yeah, be right. Have have posted about it. Joe Rexrode
1: lost to, I guess, I guess now two losses to Michigan. Back to back years, like that is Ryan Day's fifth loss as the head coach. You got to be kidding me, right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I don't think there's any way that they fire Ryan Day, and if if, they do, I I think, uh, I
2: think if the job was open. Then it'd be a much different discussion. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not yeah. even open. That's the thing.
0: Right. Yeah. I think uh, uh <laughs> and, thoughts aside, I think if you fire Ryan Day, you deserve to never win another game. One hundred I think Ryan Day's a I think Ryan Day's shown he's a winner at Ohio State. And He Ryan, creeps me out, he makes me uncomfortable, but uh he's he's a hell of a coach. And I'm almost
1: positive. I mean, Ryan and, and Mike are friends. Like Yes, Ryan, the I mean, offensive coordinator job. If you guys remember, right. that That yeah. was his number one yeah. choice. I don't see him taking his buddy's job. No, I, and I just I, but even beside that point, I think it's I think it's stupid that there's oh. college football fans yeah. out there that are are uh, upset with elite play and elite recruiting that they want their 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 head coach fired because of one loss to Michigan. One you beat them for eighteen twenty straight seasons. Michigan, they owe you some. Okay, so you're in the playoff again. I, I think it's stupid. I think it's silly. But I don't I think it, I don't think it played at all, Chris. To be honest, I think I think that's more to do. That's, with.
0: that's where I'm at too. I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. Yeah, that's my opinion. So, um, anything else we missed about that? Like, I mean, who's who's your, if it's an internal candidate, who's your number one right now?
2: Probably, probably Ryan. Just because he's had so many other opportunities, but I mean, I don't know, man. But like, if you go, if you go out and look somewhere else, I mean, obviously you get like an assistant GM from one of the other teams, but like, I think it plays into what kind of team you want. Like, do you go get an assistant from the Rams? Who now obviously they're down this year, but like, they the Rams went all in to win a Super Bowl. They got it done. They made the right moves. Do you, you go get one of Brandon Bean's assistants in Buffalo? Or, I mean, if you try and find another run team, a run-dominant team, do you go try and find somebody there? Like, I, like Chris I don't know who it was. Like on, I think it's philosophy.
0: Somebody on Twitter said, go get, every, go get whoever it is that convinces John Lynch to make good draft picks.
2: Yeah, literally, though. But, like, if, if you're wanting to be a, a pass-happy team or a more proficient team, do you go get one of Brett Veach's assistants in Kansas City? Or do you go get uh now obviously Minnesota throws the ball now more with Kevin O'Connell and, and Justin Jefferson, but like before when Zimmer was there, they were a pretty run dominant team, mostly with Dalvin Cook, but they're more strong nosed than they are than like the Rams and the Chiefs. So do you go get somebody like that who's a more hard nosed team first guy?
0: Yeah. No.
1: I don't think that it should be Mike Vrabel. I like I don't think I, I don't think I wanna be like I love Vrabel to death. I like think y'all know I have a massive man crush on Mike Vrabel because I, I love that he's coaching this team and not somebody else's. Um I don't want him to have full power. Like I don't wanna when things go wrong, I don't want to point the finger at, at Vrabel because he's done so much right for this team. And I don't know if he wants that power either. So I do think you you need to have somebody there that is gonna work hand in hand with him
0: and mm-hmm. they both
1: see eye to eye. Because I think Vrabel has what it takes and knows what it takes to get to a super bowl and win a super bowl he saw it for so many years in new england so what what is he going to do now to show that because obviously he couldn't do it with john robinson right like who's the guy that's going to be hand in hand with him to say listen this is what we got to do we can't beat new england like this we i mean we can't beat cincinnati like this we can't beat kansas city like this like we got to start doing this to do that
0: yeah I mean, I looking at a, it that way, isn't isn't that stretch?
1: Is as, as I'm saying, I don't know. Is is it, is it somebody else in that building? Is it somebody else outside the building? Like, because that would yeah. be that would be the shocker, right? If it's somebody outside the building, that I think so be, too. So, like, uh, this is like, and this is a question for y'all too. So,
2: and this this could be crazy to say, but like the Titans in 2020 didn't name a defensive coordinator. I don't know if I would be surprised if they don't officially tag somebody as general manager. You give somebody like you say, hey, Ryan Count is the assistant GM. You say, hey, you're, you know, given the title of like president of football operations, and then you name Mike Vrabel head coach slash, you know, football operations coordinator, like not coordinator, but like manager or director, and them two just tag team and work together. Because I don't think that's out of the situation of where they don't officially name a GM. But they give Rabel slightly more power and him and Cowan and stretch work together as like a, a GM team without an official GM name.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know that Amy would want that lack of stability at, such a, as, at the top. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. That's kinda, that would kind of be my argument to that. And that defensive coordinator is one thing, that's a coach level that's below right. the head coach, doesn't matter quite as much. This is the top dog uh on that on that side of things. That yeah, that that's an interesting take. Brett. I I thought about that before. <laughs> it's possible though. You never know what they'll do. You I just I'm, I I'm I am i am just
1: I'm just eager to see what happens personally. I'm not right saying now. yeah, like, and, I'm, and I'm
2: not saying that that's 100% go- going to happen, but I'm not sure, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route that they go. And I could see it basically.
1: Yeah. All in all, dude, like I I mean, I'll never Bad mouth John Robinson. I mean, this, no. this man took us out the pits of the franchise. There's going to be so many haters out there that have been dying for this day to happen. They're all celebrating. Fuck the you. Titans,
2: the Titans were 41 and 71 before J Rob got there. They're 5 and 27 in two years before he got there. His first season was 9 and 7. Like, that's the worst year he's ever had. And that's coming off of five and twenty-seven in two years to so going nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, and getting better each and every year until this season.
1: I will say I, I did see this on Twitter by firing John Robinson. The Titans are the first NFL team since two thousand to fire a GM before Christmas while the team has a winning record.
2: That's insane.
0: That's wild, and and that kind of makes you think they want to get ahead of the game, right? And, you and start would, getting I think you so. start getting the next crew ready.
2: Cause I mean, hey, people are going to Mobile for the Senior Bowl in about mm, about eight weeks, nine weeks. So maybe actually probably yeah. less than that. So like, you got to get on the ball and you got to do it quick. And we talk about how weird the timing is, but I can also see where the timing is coming from if that's the route that you're trying to go. One
1: hundred percent. RIPJ Rob. <laughs> End of an era, man. End of an era. Uh, but listen, like, there's still football to be played, though. Like we talked about earlier, the Titans are still in the midst of a playoff run, and they got little brother this week in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Surely. You might
2: not have Trevor Lawrence.
1: He said he's playing. I'm I shocked. We talked about it the other day and, and when it happened. I'm shocked he came back in the game. Dude, yeah. I thought he was done for the year. Yeah. That looked gross. Yeah. It did. Jags have some grit to them, though, and I knew this would happen. I loved it. I like Doug Peterson a lot. Uh, I thought that was a great hire by them. They got some fight
0: to them. I think Austin. I think you, you both you and I said that they would be a much better team. But those preseason predictions of them having like winning records and stuff was a force. I don't think that's going to happen. No, they're competitive though. Yeah, they're really competitive. Which in division in football is
2: worse, AFC South or NFC South?
1: I would. You have to say the NFC South right now, right? Because there's, there's no team Nobody has, a winning, has a winning record. Well, yeah, Tampa.
2: But yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: If you add up the wins and losses, I wonder what the record is. Well, the fact that Carolina over.
2: is still in the hunt, I think that says everything you need to know.
1: That's a very good point. Yeah, that that that, that division is a disaster. Um, I mean, is this a? Is it? I, I'm interested. In what Titans team you get this week? Like, is it going to be a fired up team that comes out? They've you know, back-to-back losses, they got embarrassed last week. Their GM was lie. just fired, or is it the opposite? They're still going to look like the Titans that we've seen the last
0: couple of weeks. Dude, it's going to be the it's exact same. It's still a pretty injured roster. It is.
2: Because, dude, I think it's going to be the same thing because <laughs> it'd be, it's such a Vrabel thing. He said he met with the team this morning, had to a long meeting with a long phone call with J-Rob last night. But, I mean, we all know Vrabel well. Vrabel is going to talk to the team be like, all right, guys, we got a football game this week. Let's go prepare for it. And that's going to be done. They're probably not even going to talk about it tomorrow in team meetings. So, I mean, the team could be fired up, yes, but I think we're going to still see the same, like, you know, 21-13 game like that. I don't know (laughs) if they're going to go out and just blow it all up.
1: If the Titans don't score 30 points in a game this year, I'm going to lose my mind. At this point, we're not going to. Don't count on it. At this point, we're not going to. Uh, The guys that didn't practice today, Danico – Trey Avery, C.J. Board, Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton, David Long, uh, limited participation, Nate Davis, Hassan Haskins, Derrick Henry, Ben Jones, Jeff Simmons, Ryan Tannehill, Tier Tart. That is a lot of Where's stuff. Where did that
0: Trey Avery concussion come up, come from? Good question.
1: He probably so, beat, beat his head against the locker. <laughs> do,
0: y'all, do y'all think
2: that – yeah, what a year for Trey Avery, bro. You're an, you're an undrafted rookie and you had to cover Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown. Holy cow. But,
1: right. Got your ass kicked.
2: Yeah, but so if you're looking around the team and things like that, obviously coaches have their their guys, their and their and their medical guys, but like, does J Rob have a say in that type of stuff? Because I know injuries happen, but the Titans are on pace to break an NFL record they set last year of most guys to play in a season in a single uniform. Right now they're on pace to break the record last year, and last year was insane. And so, like, like, but yeah. like, if, if they, a new regime comes in, do they clear out the whole training staff? And say, hey, we got to figure something out because these are the same type of injuries every single year with different
0: players. They hit seventy six, right? Right now Many they stables.
2: are. Yet. Last year was 91, 76 players. I believe.
0: Yeah.
1: And we still got. They a lot need a fire, fire. They need to fire Frank Perino, the strength and conditioning coach. I mean, something's either so. wrong.
2: And it's all, and it's a lot of it is soft tissue stuff too.
0: Yeah. I mean David Long's probably gonna miss this weekend. Hamstring injury. Elijah Molden Get his hamstring going. re-injured the groin. I think Elijah I think Elijah Molden came back too soon. I do too. Yeah. I agree. Which sucks. I love Elijah Molden. I'm a fan.
1: Vrabel has been so notorious of not rushing guys back. Do you I mean do we really think that? Or just did he just re injure it?
2: I, I, I think know. I think Vrabel I think Vrabel probably trusts his players and says if they if they think they're good to go, then like if, if Vrabel was on the line if Vrabel's like sixty percent in and the guy says they're good to go I think he'll probably go more towards the player because he doesn't want to hold anybody back from not playing obviously but like or could that be another disagreement between J Rob and, and Vrabel about when guys? Need it's to come kind in of been weird right? weird,
0: right? With so Harden, it's kind of been weird. He came yes. back, got hurt. Thought he re-injured it. Turns out it wasn't a re-injury, but then he re-injures it again. I don't know. It was. It's just weird. Um, Titans are
1: four-point favorites on Sunday. Um, Jags, I mean, I, I don't know if y'all bet y'all. Y'all watch any Jags games, but I got Travis Etienne in fantasy. He's been fun the last couple of weeks um, yeah. since they traded James Robinson. Uh, I don't know if y'all looked at Christian Kirk's stats, but he's, he's kind of having a nice year.
0: Yeah, he's he lived that to that contract that he got, actually. Yeah.
1: Um, they don't have any many weapons down there, but he's at least producing. I mean, games.
0: he looks like wide receiver one for them, which is what he's paid for. So. Definitely, 100%. Yep. Um, I do think
1: it's going to be a good game, but I think, I mean, guys, at what point is Derrick Henry going to get going again? Because right now it looks like he's not going to lead the league in rushing. He's uh, about 290-ish yards away, maybe 300 yards away from Josh Jacobs for, for number one. Who like, is on fire. He's on fire. I agree. Yeah. Um,
0: They just can't. Deserves it. He's not a guy that I'm going to look at and be like, "Damn, he doesn't deserve it." No, I agree. I I love Josh Jacobs. That dude has. He's had some, you know, kind of shitty injury, injury luck, and stuff, but that dude is on fire, and it's fun to watch. He is a fun bat.
1: One hundred percent. The Titans got to run the ball though. They're averaging just over two point two yards a carry.
2: You want to do that, you got to block better, and that's not going anywhere right now. One hundred
1: percent. I agree with that too. They have just got some massive issues they got to work out, um, which brings me to uh, another point I wanted to bring up. Now that we know that it, John Robinson was, you know, a reason of of the personnel issues, are we still blaming Todd Downing?
0: Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure yes. we're all the same. Them routes are stupid, bro. Like sure John Robinson, John Robinson ain't drawing up the route tree for these wide receivers. No. Todd Downing is. I agree.
1: Personnel doesn't help, but please get rid of this guy.
0: I saw – uh move you know they make? I, I, I was reading a, a Reddit thread about the J-Rob firing, and uh, somebody said, is there a chance that Rabel has continued to show – continued to play Dennis Daly out there to show Miss Amy how bad this roster really is?
2: You saw how bad little Raven Clark was when he came in, so I mean that answers the question of why you're not starting anybody other than other than Dennis because they're dead set on on Raiden's being a guard. So,
0: which is stupid. I mean, even if he is a guard, give him a sh- chance at left tackle. He would not be worse. He would Aaron, Aaron Brewer started
2: out okay, but he has steadily declined over the last four weeks. Aaron
0: Brewer was garbage on Sunday. He, to he to has to, to, to be better. To yeah, I would I would one hundred percent start ratings at at left tackle, left guard somewhere, and figure out something else at the other position yeah. because I know Brewer ain't it. He's too small.
2: Yep, I know. I am way ahead of time, dude, on this. But next year's draft is going to be so boring because it's going to be O line, O line, O line, and then maybe and then maybe like a. I don't know. Something else is not exciting. But that's what they need, though. That's the thing. So, I'm not going to but it's not going to be the flashy pick that people want.
0: Yeah. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it gets wild.
1: I could be wrong. This I'd be okay with that, I, I, I'm just saying, Chris, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I am so interested to see what happens now with this team. Like, are they, are they ready to go all in and go get a quarterback, a stud? Yeah. Uh, um, what if they just go trade for Justin Herbert? <laughs> Something crazy like that happens. They like, just
0: go get somebody that you are not <laughs> – it's out of left
2: field. Give me that hey, right
0: Hey, who, uh, wh- who's the stud player that's coming off an ACL? Because we might <laughs> not actually draft him. Exactly. Paul
1: Miller. <laughs> yeah. Free agent. Yeah. Be, uh, no more of the, of, of the risks. Um, yeah, we shall see. But we should also see who Name That Titan is this week.
0: It's time for Name That Titan. Presented by Spencer
1: Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. Right. transition. I'm confident. I'm confident in this one. Um, y'all ready? Let's do it. Okay. This this player uh, is not a league anymore. I'll just, that's the first tip. Like this is going to be kind of kind of go back panda. a little bit. Oh. <laughs> would you say panda? <laughs> yeah. that would be a fun one to hit y'all with. That would. He's got no stats. He has two
0: snaps <laughs> in his career. And he ended up on his ass in both of them. All right,
1: this player was drafted in the second round of the 2001 NFL Draft, not by the Tennessee Titans. Okay, dun, dun, not by the Titans. Chris Hope.
0: I don't know. That's a good guess, though.
1: That is a good guess.
0: I don't know. I don't know where he got drafted or what year. I'm just trying to think of of that young, that era.
1: This this clue really didn't, wouldn't help me either. I wouldn't know who the hell that would be. Second round, 2001 draft. Okay. Uh, he played for three NFL teams in his career. He was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Three NFL teams. He was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Man. Next next question. No, I need some guesses. Oh, man. Atlanta Falcons, 2001 draft pick. Second round? Yep. Uh,
1: I'll give y'all this too. He he played for the Falcons for seven seasons. Okay. So long timer there. Oh god.
0: Oh. Uh, oh man. I've I've got a name, but I can't I can't think of it. Alright. Brett, give give a guess.
2: Oh gosh, dude. Uh he was drafted by his Titans, so he. I know it's not this guy, but I'm s- Carl Klug. Not even close, but I'd say a
1: name. Uh, not Carl Klug. Uh, he was a four-time pro bowler. Huh. Okay. Offense or defense? Interesting. Four-time pro bowler.
2: Offense or defense? He's
1: He's not he, was a four- he was a four-time pro bowler.
0: Man, I don't know. This is tough. Um it wouldn't have been like a Kevin Mawai. So if he played for the Falcons for 7 years and he was drafted in 01, he wouldn't have been on the Titans till at least the late 2000. Um
1: I'll take clues here.
0: So you're you're looking at the the Chris Johnson era. Ooh. Brett, who are who are some of the wide receivers on that roster? I
2: don't know, I'm trying to think. It was Kenny Nate. Britt. It was Kenny
0: Britt. Justin Gage. No, good guess. You
2: no, know, we drafted. Oof. I thought we drafted him.
0: Uh huh. We didn't. Falcons did. I'm pretty sure. Or the Bears. Bears. Yeah, it was the Bears. You're right.
2: It's it's not Harry Douglas,
0: but uh huh. Good guess though.
1: All right. He's got forty-seven hundred yards receiving. Dang it.
0: Mm. 39, 39 touchdowns. Could be a, Luke's, it. Luke's sounds like a tight end.
2: L- that's what I was going to say, Chris, but it's not Luke Stalker because he's not that old. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, is it Algie Crumpler? Ding,
1: ding, 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 Let's ding, ding, ding. Let's go. That's it. Let's go. Good stuff. Thank Good you. Good job. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you. All right. To wrap up, we got bowl predictions for Sunday. There he goes for 150. It's massively bold right now. I'm gonna Tannehill go with what I said earlier. Titans score 30 points. Tannehill okay. throws for three touchdowns. I like it.
2: And the Titans score every time they go in the red zone.
1: Ooh, another hot take. I like it. Uh a lot to unpack there. A crazy episode, crazy couple days. Like it's like we said to be a Titans fan. Uh But a lot of exciting times ahead. I think that's the important thing to talk about and and remember is that it may suck now, but I want people to overreact because there's some exciting times ahead. The coach of the year is still here. Facts. 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 Remember, get us on Twitter, at Second to Victory. Listen to our podcast, review get podcast, Apple podcast. Tighten up. Tighten up.